Welcome to the Breezy Babies Podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 20, Why Families Do Not Meet Their Breastfeeding Goals. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey friend, so glad to be back again this week. I am solo this week. Last week was my first guest episode here on the podcast and that was so fun and so exciting. I'm so eager to know what you guys thought about it. I'm going to have more guests in the future. But for this week, I want to just do another solo episode and talk to you about a topic that I get a lot of questions about. And interesting enough, this is the number one reason why most families do not meet their breastfeeding goals. Do you know what it is? Do you have a guess what it might be? Well, I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about it today. We're going to dive deep and talk about all the things. But before we do that, I wanted to take a second and read a review. This is not a podcast review, but instead it's um, a Google review that I just had posted and I wanted to read it to you. This is from Megan Lima. I can say her name because it's posted right here on Google. (laughs) You can go look at this yourself. Um, So this is what she said. Even though this was my third little one, I was still so uncertain of what to do when it came to pumping at work and how to even incorporate it, um, incorporate into my work day. I saw Bree had personalized pumping schedules and knew I needed to seek her assistance. She is thorough, understanding, and she really put my mind at ease. My first day back to work was today, 2nd of November, and I used the schedule she set for me. Also, thanks to Brie, when I started my breastfeeding journey this go-around, I used her tips on her IG page to help with enforcement during the early days. I think she meant engorgement. That happens to me all the time. I try and say one word, and it auto-corrects it to something else. And then she finishes it by saying, it was a lifesaver. So thank you, Megan, so much for letting me put together a personalized pumping plan for you. If you guys don't know, putting together content on Instagram, it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of commitment to do it long term. Um, And so when you guys buy some of my products, it not only helps me help you along in your breastfeeding journey, but it helps keep my business going as well. And I have to tell you, um, personalized pumping plans are something newer. I didn't offer those before, but I was driving back from St. George, Utah (laughs) this summer on a vacation. I think it was this June, actually, 2020. And someone DM me on Instagram and I could just tell she was kind of overwhelmed and frustrated and and said, I, I just don't know when to pump. I just really want someone to just put together a pumping schedule for me and just lay it out. And that's what I really need in my life. And I was like, huh, 
well, I could do that. <laughs> so I literally put it together on my website, organized it so that it was an easy system so that as soon as someone purchased my pumping plan, a Google Doc was sent straight to them and then I could put together the plan and send it back to them. And it has been going really well. It's actually been one of my top selling products. And so it just goes to show if you just listen to what people are asking of you, at least in regards to running a business, instead of putting out products that you think are going to be great, um, I think that's just a better path. So I'm so excited that you guys are loving those pumping plans. They <clears throat> are still for sale on my website. I keep, every time I do it, I'm like, I should really raise the price of these <laughs> because they're such a great value. <clears throat> but for now, I have not raised the price, um, but that's something that may happen. Well, it will happen in the future, but don't worry. I always give some sort of heads up when things are changing like that. And so I'll be sure to do that for you. Okay. So back to the main part of our podcast today, have you thought of what the number one reason is <clears throat> why some families do not meet their breastfeeding goals? What do you think it is? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> it is because of low milk supply and that can either be perceived low milk supply, like a mom just thinks that her milk is low, but it's really not, or true truly low milk supply. <clears throat> but let me tell you, the most common reason is perceived low milk and not true low milk. So before we jump into my top three tips on how to know if you have a low milk supply, I want to give you one tip. So I get DMs from moms who say, oh my goodness, I suddenly have this dip in my breast milk supply. I don't know what's going on. Is it going to come back? Is my supply gone all of a sudden? And here's the truth. It's not like your milk supply can just disappear overnight. It's more of a transition that happens. And so when moms reach out to me and say that their supply suddenly dipped, I always ask if they recently started their period because if that is the case, there's a simple solution that can help you not see that dip in your supply every month when your period starts again. And it might not be regular in the beginning. It may actually be quite irregular when your period first starts. For some moms, it happens in the first couple of months. And for other moms, it doesn't happen until after they stop breastfeeding their baby, even if it's after a year. So whatever the case is for you, if you're noticing a dip around the time, that time of month, what you can do is try a combination of a calcium and magnesium supplement. So for example, a thousand milligrams of calcium <clears throat> taken with 500 milligrams of magnesium before and during your period can help um, so that you're not having that dip in your supply anymore. Now, of course, you know that this podcast is not medical advice. I am not your IBCLC. I am not your healthcare provider. So of course you always want to check with your healthcare provider before starting a new regimen, but that's something that you can discuss with them and see if that would be a good fit for you. 
All right, here we go. Let's talk about how you can avoid <laughs> this number one pitfall because guess what? I want you to meet your breastfeeding goals, whatever your breastfeeding goal is, whether it's to breastfeed your baby for the first two weeks of her life, whether it's to breastfeed to six months or one year or two years of age, whatever it is, I just want you to be able to meet your own personal breastfeeding goal. So my first tip for you, when it comes to knowing if you actually have a low supply is number one, most likely you're fine. <laughs> is that helpful or what? <laughs> but let me tell you some more. What most often happens is that a mom questions her supply. So she supplements with a bottle of formula or stored breast milk. And then her baby is spending less time at the breast. So over time, her supply decreases and leads to more supplementation. It's a really easy downward spiral to fall into. So my advice for you is don't shoot yourself in the foot. Trust your body. And most likely your body is going to be able to make plenty of breast milk for your baby to meet her needs. Here's another thing that I see very often that goes hand in hand with this is moms will pump themselves into oversupply because they are so nervous and paranoid of having low milk supply that they pump and pump and pump after every single breastfeeding session and push themselves into oversupply. Now you might be thinking, well, what's so wrong with having too much milk? Well, there is something wrong with it. And if you are a mom with oversupply, you know what I'm talking about. It's tricky for moms with undersupply to understand because they just think, oh, wow, if I had that much milk, that would be great. I would have plenty for all my needs. But there are totally problems that come along with oversupply, such as clogged ducts and mastitis and feeling full and uncomfortable all the time and leaking milk and babies having a hard time controlling the flow at the breast and choking and pulling back and getting too much for milk and having green and explosive poops. Do you kind of get the point <laughs> that yes, there are issues that come along with oversupply. So please don't stress yourself out. Don't look at those moms who have hundreds of ounces saved in their freezer stash and put your push yourself into exhaustion and overworking to freeze, to fill up your freezer. I want you to just focus on filling up your baby's belly <laughs> and then with some extra milk that you have, sure, you can put that in your freezer, but please feed your baby before you feed your freezer. Ideally, your body will make the amount of milk that your baby needs with a little bit to spare, not way more, not way less. And remember, it's not all or nothing when it comes to breast milk. Every drop counts. Even if you are not able to make enough breast milk to exclusively breastfeed, that's okay. It's not like all of the good properties of breast milk and all the disease fighting aspects and all the parts that helps to keep your baby strong and healthy and growing right. It's not like those don't apply when your baby receives a little bit of formula as well. 
no, breast milk is still great for your baby, whether it's a little, whether it's a lot, every single drop counts. So don't beat yourself up if you do need to supplement. It's all right. It happens. Just do the best you can. And remember, it's not all or nothing. Okay, can I tell you a secret about this? Because many moms that breastfeed pump and expect to get out four ounces total, that is not normal. If you are exclusively breastfeeding your baby, it is normal to pump and get less than one to two ounces out total. Completely, completely normal, okay? So if you just pump a small amount and you're breastfeeding, you are exactly right and exactly normal. Don't feel like you need to start questioning your supply. Okay, this kind of leads us into tip number two. I want to talk to you about the signs of a good feeding. So this is what I want you to watch for because as an IBCLC, when I go help someone with breastfeeding, I take my scale and I can measure exactly how much a baby gets in one feed. Now you don't have a fancy scale with you. And honestly, I wouldn't suggest getting one for most people because it can become very obsessive to measure every single feeding. And really it's just not necessary because you can instead watch for things like swallows throughout a feed. You can listen for those. It sounds like a little and there's a space in between those swallows and that's totally fine. It's not just like suck swallow, suck swallow, suck, suck swallow. There can be um, some, t some time between sucking and then you'll hear, hear a swallow after that. I also want you to look at your baby's fists. Notice when your baby first comes to the breast, her fists are gonna be tight. It's like she's coming to the dinner table and she's like, feed me, feed me, feed me. And then as she starts to eat and go throughout the feed, those fists are going to start to relax and open up and they are going to kind of flop to the side by the end of the feed and she's gonna look a little milk drunk. <laughs> so beginning of a feed, tight fist, and they're gonna slowly open, 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 open throughout the feed. That is a good sign that your baby is getting plenty to eat. I also want you to look at wet and poopy diapers. Is your baby increasing in weight and length and following her own growth curve? If so, she is doing perfect. Your supply is doing great. There is no need to measure exactly how much your little one is getting with every single feed. I also want to tell you it's normal for newborns to lose five to 7% of their birth weight in the first few days. That happens. You, there's nothing you could do to stop your baby from losing a little bit of their weight in those first couple of days. Okay. So five to 7% totally normal. If it's seven to 10%, that's when we start to kind of keep an eye on things. Maybe you will um, pump or hand express and give your baby a little bit of dessert after the end of a feeding just to get them back on track. If your baby has lost more than 10% of their birth weight, then that would be considered too high and some supplementing may be necessary. That can either be with extra breast milk that you have or with um, formula. 
So all we want your baby to do in those first couple of weeks is get back to their birth weight. That's your baby's only job. By about day 10 to day 14, that's usually when you're going back to your pediatrician's office and checking in with your baby's weight. All they need to do is get back to their birth weight and check you are exactly on track. You are doing great. Your milk supply is awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. That first week or so after delivery, you are going to feel engorged. Then after that, your breasts are going to soften. Your milk supply is not gone. This does not mean that your supply is gone just because your breast has softened. softened. It just means your body is figuring out the process. Aren't we glad that our breasts aren't rock hard and filled to the max the whole time we breastfeed? <laughs> I think I'm pretty glad about that. Also, all the leaking that happens in the beginning. I'm so glad that our bodies figure out what to do over time and things kind of level out and they're not working in overtime to make so much milk. Bodies, our bodies are so smart. I love how they work perfectly and align with our babies and provide them with exactly what they need. Okay, just to finish up tip number two, I want you to know that growth spurts are normal at 10 to 14 days, around six weeks, around 12 weeks, around three months, around six months. Are you getting the idea that growth spurts happen often? They are real. Cluster feeding is real. And just because your baby is going through a time where they just want to be at the breast constantly, just think to yourself, hey, this is normal. These come up. Babies just sometimes want to breastfeed and it's not only for calories, it's also for comfort. So don't start to doubt yourself when things have been going great and you're suddenly hitting a time where your baby is feeding more frequently. Just think, hey, it's one of these growth spurts. This is totally normal. Everything is still going great. All right, tip number three, I want to tell you things that do not represent your breast milk supply. First one is the amount of milk that you pump out. Not a good indicator of what your actual supply is. The size of your breasts are not a good indicator of how much milk you produce. I have seen moms with quite large breasts that can't even make a full milk supply to exclusively give their baby breast milk. I have also seen moms with small breasts that are able to exclusively breastfeed their baby. It has nothing to do, it is not an equal representation of your breast milk supply. Also how much your baby takes in in a bottle after a feeding does not represent your breast milk supply. To address some of these points, some women just don't respond well to breast pumps. P.S. I recommend getting size for the correct flange size, but their babies are transferring milk very well. It is important to know that your um, pump is never going to be as effective at pulling out milk as your baby is. Now there's some things that you can do to help get more breast milk out with your breast pump, like you can um, apply some heat before you pump. 
you can gently massage and shake up your breasts before you pump. And then you can do breast compressions while you pump to help get out more milk. And that is going to help more closely mimic breastfeeding, but your baby is always going to be the expert at removing milk. P.S. If you don't know what breast compressions are, go check out my Instagram at breezy babies. And I have it all there where you can watch it. Okay, let's keep going here. In response to the size of your breast, it has nothing to do with your supply. I like to think of size as storage capacity. That means that moms with smaller breasts may feed for a shorter amount of time and feed more frequently to give their breasts time to refill. While a mom with a large storage capacity could do a bigger feed and their baby may go longer before the next feeding. It's all fine, it's all normal. Last, a baby taking a bottle after being at the breast does not necessarily mean that your baby is not getting enough at the breast. I mean, hey, would you turn down free, fast flowing milk from a bottle? Neither would your baby. <laughs> your baby is so, so smart and they figure these things out so quick. All right. Are you feeling good? Are you feeling prepared? Again, tip number one is most likely you are just fine. Your milk supply is great. Tip number two was talking about the signs of a good feeding that you can watch for. And tip number three was things that do not represent your supply. I hope you are feeling good. I hope you are feeling confident. That is the whole point of this podcast. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with me today. I know there are a million other things you could be doing right now. And the fact that you listen in means so much. So, hey, listen, if you know of a mom who could use this information in her life as well, who could use this confidence in her life as well, will you just take a screenshot and send this podcast over to her. I would love for as many moms who need this information to listen in and it really helps keep me going when I just think of all of you who are at home and listening to this podcast and I love getting your messages telling me what you loved about it. Hey listen, you are strong, you are smart, you are beautiful, you are a good friend to all. Have an amazing day. Talk to you next time. Bye.